oh, I'm just going to look at all these very specific books and I'm going to put specific books. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week, on January 3rd, we will be revealing our official 2022 TBRs and talking about our goals. Then, on January 10th, we will be playing a game of bookish Would You Rather with special guest Leah from YA Book Chat. We had a blast, and we think you will too. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have all sorts of cool perks available, from our mini-series and monthly episode-picking poll to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons Ronnie, the Pirate Queen, and Sam and Megan from the Literary Luscious podcast. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we are doing our 2021 wrap-up. We're going to tell you how many books we read, how many books made it from our TBR onto our red list, our favorite books, and our least favorite books of the year. Uh, I guess part of this podcast episode is me shaming Abby about how many books she put on her TBR list and how many she did not actually read. Rude. I know. <laughs> that is so rude. Oh, man. I can't believe you'd do that to me. I know. I know. Well, Abby, do you remember how many books you had on your TBR for 2021? Okay. I had about 41 books on my TBR. And my goal overall was 60. So... Starting with the good news of this year, my goal was 60. I met it really quickly, and so I bumped it up to 70. And as of recording this episode, I have read 96 books. (laughs) So very much surpassed both of my goals. By the time New Year's actually hits, I will probably have finished 98 is my guess. Just because I'm reading an audiobook that I'm really into right now. No, it's not for my TBR. And I'm reading uh, Loam Hedge, which was on my TBR. So my goal is to finish both of those before the New Year's. So I will definitely get to at least 98 books read. Okay. Okay. I That's pretty awesome. I am very impressed. You are very close to our friend, Ronnie, who definitely, pretty sure last year she like murdered 200 books, but she only read like 116 this year. I'll be honest, I have not read this much in a single year since like high school or junior high. Wow. It's it's been a long time since I've read this much, but uh, having this podcast has really made me like go, oh my gosh, there's so many cool books that have come out and I need to read them all and I want to read them all. Can I do nothing but read all day? So I really got into it this year. So from my official TBR with about 41 books on it, I read 28. Okay. I'm working on 29, The Foam Hedge. I did DNF three books. Ooh. I probably have one DNF on my list. It's just, I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to finish it. Maybe not this year though. Yeah. 
so I DNF'd Dance of Thieves by Mary Ear Pearson. I was told it was this great enemies to lovers and I love enemies to lovers. Um, I literally tried to read this book three different times and it was not happening. I tried the audiobook, then I tried the physical book and then I was like, well, that didn't work. So I tried the audiobook again and just like slowed it down because I'm used to reading at like top speed for my audiobooks. And that didn't help it either. Because <laughs> I gave like, I gave it like so many hours in. I was like, I'm going to listen to at least this many hours before I decide if I'm going to finish this or not. And I got to that many hours and I went, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> It just, it wasn't a believable enemies to lovers for me. The The conflict was just like, the conflict was not real. It was not there. It was very, it was very predictable. Like literally everything that happened once they met, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to happen next. And then literally a couple pages later, it happened. I'm like, well, okay, well, since that happened, this uh-huh. is going to happen next. And boom, it happened. I'm like, after like the third or fourth time, I was like, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Wait, Abby, maybe you're a psychic. Maybe you are a book psychic and you don't know it. And that's why this happened. Like maybe you just got so in tune with the book that like you had a mind meld with it. That's totally what that's no, totally what just, happened. They were all these cliche things that happen in enemies to lovers when you had the scenario that they had, which is fine, except I wasn't invested in the couple because I didn't consider them enemies. Like the setup for the enemies was really bad. So I just, I wasn't invested in it at all. And I gave up. I also DNF'd looking for Alaska because I got a couple chapters in. I'm like, this is just a bunch of pretentious teenagers talking to each other. And I couldn't, I didn't like pretentious teenagers when I was a teenager. So it only got worse when she started adding some more to it, to it. It just, it just kept getting worse. And I went, I can't do this. This is not happening. Wow. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, it was bad. And then the other one I DNF'd was Curse Painter by Jordan River. Now, or Jordan Rivet, sorry. Now, I loved the concept. I loved the magic for this world. I just could not get invested enough. And it wasn't badly written. It had nothing to do with that. It was just me personally. I could not get invested enough, despite loving the magic system and like being interested in the world in general, I was just like, I literally spent eight months with this ebook hanging around on my phone open. That's bad. And I kept like going back to it, going, maybe I'll get more into it this time. And like reading a couple pages and then just being like, I don't care. Oh. So I finally just, I gave up. I couldn't do it anymore. So yeah, those are my DNFs. But you know, at, at least I read it. More than two thirds of my TBR, so that's gotta be for something. Mm-hmm. I will also say I started reading a couple others off of this list, and I put them away, but I didn't DNF them. It was more of a I can't read this mm-hmm. right now yeah. sort of thing. Like um, I tried to read Agatha Christie's, and then there were none because I've been told by Agatha Christie fans that it's her best one. I'm like, well, I want to start there because I'm not a huge murder mystery person. Uh, I got a couple chapters into it and I'm like, I can't tell if it's because it's a murder mystery that I'm not getting into it or if it's because it's such an old murder mystery or if it's just the writing style. Mm. 
but it was not doing it for me. And I'm like, something did not work. And Abby cannot pinpoint what it was. There were like a dozen different characters that you're immediately introduced to. And I'm like, I don't remember who half these people are now. So I was just, it didn't work. I had tried it as an audiobook and it didn't work. I was like, maybe if I'm holding the book, it'll be better. And it didn't work that way either. So maybe at another point in the future, I will try again, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, were you, was that a physical copy or an e-copy or an e-book or an audiobook? I got the audiobook from my library and I couldn't follow it well enough to like really, I just, I wasn't following it well enough. So I got the physical copy and I read a couple of chapters of that. I'm wondering if I did the combination audiobook while reading the physical book, mm-hmm. if that might do it for me. I don't know. I think I was just like not taking in everything that I needed to take in. It was also weird because so the physical book I got was is like one of the older versions, I guess. And the audiobook is an edited version. Oh. So the island in the book is called Indian Island. Uh-huh. And I guess that wasn't politically correct enough when they did the audiobook. Okay. And they changed it to something else. Okay. I don't remember what the audiobook was because I didn't listen to enough of it. But I just remember going, wait a minute, that's not what the audiobook said this was. <laughs> and I don't really care either way I'm not offended either way I genuinely don't care I just wish they had like been the same Mm -hmm. that's funny uh so yeah so that was that I mean I feel like I did really well on my goal in general even though I didn't super stick to my TBR I feel like I probably was a little ambitious setting up my TBR when I did it, which was my own fault. I shouldn't have been that ambitious. So how many TBR books do you think you should actually have for next year then on your list? I actually currently, uh, my TBR for next year has about the same amount of books on it. (laughs) So, so, So zero lessons were learned. I got it. Okay. The difference is for this year's TBR, I was like, okay, well, what like ebooks do I already have? Well, let's put some of those on. And I don't do ebooks very well. So that was my first mistake. So for my TBR, we will talk about this in next episode when we talk about our 2022 TBRs. I did something a little different. I do have a bunch of specific books on there, but I also have just authors on there because that way As a mood reader, I feel like it'll be easier for me to be like, I'm in the mood for this author's writing. And so I can pick any one of their books. Okay. And it'll be a whole lot easier on me to complete my TBR that way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I have about the same amount of books, but I'm trying a slightly different approach this year. Okay. Oh, yeah, I have um, officially completed my list. So you can compare yours to mine if you'd like. Oh, yeah. My list is ridiculous. I'm going to be turning it down next week. Let me tell you. I don't know if I'm officially completed yet because I tend to like, I don't know. I'm going to lock it down next week before the first. Okay. So um, my goal this year was 50 books. So far, I've read 57 total. And I think I'm going to end up at 60 books. So I plan to finish The Stone Sky by N.K. Jemison, The Book of Life by Deborah Hawkness, and Cricket Kingdom by... Lee Bardugo, by God, I'm going to finish that damn book this year, Abby. I've been reading Crooked Kingdom since freaking January, and I got past the whole 
Inesh. Is it Inesh? Is that her name? Inesh. Yeah, being okay. captured. And I was like, ah, I can't handle it. I can't read it. I can't. And now I'm like, okay, okay. Now, now I can do it. Right. Right. I, I'm 33% of the way into it. I can finish this book. It's a YA book. <laughs> I had no, okay. Anyway, so my TBR had 48 books on it. And there are 19 left on my list and two books, Stone Sky and Cricket Kingdom are on my TBR list. So I think I'm going to end with 31 books read for my TBR. So I stayed pretty true to it. Mm -hmm. So I did not finish S this year. Once again, I love the premise. I love the concept, but I don't know why it's not sticking to it. I don't know. It's It's a really cool book, guys. If you've not heard of S, it was written Mm -hmm. by... J.J. Abrams, and basically is an interactive book where you're reading a story within a story, and there's like all of these notes in the margins and all these little clues they get to pull out and go with it. It's like it's a it's a whole mystery within a book. Yeah, I'm not I'm not digging it. Still, I don't know. I like it. I love the concept. You know, I own that book now. We could do a buddy read of it. Oh, Abby, that might we might have to. I'd be up for it. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. And then the books I'm going to move to my TBR for next year, I'm going to move Feet of Clay by Terry Pratchett. I actually don't think I read any Terry Pratchett this year. (gasps) I know. Well, because I read so many last year that I was like, oh, I want to read something different. And I'm going to read, I told myself, I'm going to read Feet of Clay this year because I love the watch. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen. The Scarlet um, Pimper, Pimpernel by Emika um, Orzai. That's sure, Mo. That's great pronunciation. So that's one of my, that's um, our friend Ronnie's one of her favorite books. Ronnie, I'm going to read it next year. Probably. I'll let you know. The Radium Girls by Kate Moore. I know Angie and Ronnie both really loved it and read it. And I know, Abby, you started it and you were like, <laughs> so it's a graphic history. Uh, historical fiction so we'll see and spin the dawn by elizabeth Lim because i still have your copy abby and i'm not going to give it back <laughs> better read so, it this year then yeah but that basically leaves i, I planned on reading the lee bardugo shadow and bone trilogy apparently i own it um on ebook and i have no desire to read it which is fine i wanted to ring uh king of scars by lee bardugo i can't even get through freaking crooked kingdom Let's just stop there. Uh, I have The Book Thief on my list, but I just, I read one World War II novel this year. I don't know. I read so many World War II novels in 2019, 2020. I don't know what year we're in. We're in 2021. We're going to 2022. So in 2020, I read a lot of World War II. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I still don't want to read any World War II novels. Let's see. I had two books that my friend Liz gave me that I had planned on reading and just I, I don't know just not not feeling them one is a like magical realism and one is a young adult and I was kind of like oh, we'll, just, we'll just put them back on the shelf for now one's called the inventor secret which is young adult and it has a cool cover I'll get to it eventually um city of bones by Cassandra Clare I know these are really big and popular I don't know I I, I looked at it I put it back on the shelf Apparently, I don't want to read it. Same thing for The School of Good and Evil, which is another YA copy. Uh, maybe I'll read Prudence by Gail Carringer next year. I, I did start it. I put it back down, though. <laughs> um, the Last Dragon Slayer by Jasper Forge. I, nah, I don't, I'm going to put that back on the shelf. Um, I put Unravel the Dusk. If I finish Spin the Dawn 
and I like it, I'll probably read Unravel the Dust. So I mean, I might as well put that on my list too. And an audiobook I own called Middle Game, which is supposed to be really good. I just, I wanted to read um, The Stone Sky more. So that's what won for the audiobooks. I might read Middle Game if I have time next week. Next week. I'm off all next week. So we'll see. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Well, that's what I got. Um, Abby, can you, we're going to kind of dive in. So guys, this uh, next portion is just going to be Abby talking about her favorite books this year. And least favorite. And yeah. then and her least favorite, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about mine. All right. So my favorite books of the year. A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik, as well as The Last Graduate. They are the first two of the Scholomance trilogy, and they're both fantastic. The Last Graduate came out this past September, I believe, and wow, just wow. (laughs) The mic drops at the end of both of these books was so rude. But I mean, like for one, we had to wait for a deadly education. That was rude. And you get to the end of wait, we had to wait for the last graduate. We got to the end of deadly education. And it was like, ah, when's the next book coming out? I don't know. Did you finish? Re- like who finished first? Me or you? I finished the um the first book first because I told you you had to read it. But you finished the second book first. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yes. Mo, yes. Mo, Mo, are you done reading it? And I'm like, hold on, Abby. Hold on for a second, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh. The mic drop at the end of A Deadly Education was just like, what the hell did I just read? What? What? You can't yep. leave me on that? And, and they did. Well, and then The Last Graduate. If I'd been reading a physical copy of The Last Graduate, I would have thrown the book. I was so mad. I I saw the ending coming and I was still so mad, but it was fantastic. I cannot wait for the third one. I highly recommend both of them. Um, Also, Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik, because I read a lot of Naomi Novik this year, apparently. And yes, I really like her books. You know, I just, I'm like, oh yeah, we read three by her this year, didn't we? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spinning Silver was fantastic. That's how you do enemies to lovers. Thank you very much. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim. Oh, what a gorgeous book. I love her writing style. It's just her writing style is so pretty and so. Wait, you read, you read that this year? I thought yeah, you, I thought you read this year. I thought you read that last year. No. I read that this year. I read Spinning Silver, or I read Spin the Dawn last year. Oh. This year, Six Crimson Cranes came out. Wow. Okay. I literally thought that came out last year. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you told uh, me to read it, so I read it. I'm glad you read it. But her writing is just gorgeous. I absolutely love it. Dial A for Aunties by Jess Q. Sutanto was freaking hilarious i cannot wait for the follow-up book it had this perfect mixture of hilarity and ridiculousness and sweet romance it was a ridiculous novel it was like it was um crazy rich asians with more meddling ants and a murder (laughs) now and a murder (laughs) but i loved it it was I know that's the kind of book that's just like that sweet spot for me because I love ridiculous and funny and cute 
and sweet romances and it just like it had all these elements I loved in one little package and I went yes thank you (laughs) it was just just a happy book it made me happy I love spinning silver so much that I put it on my list twice (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) um I also read Raber by Jordan of Fueco I love this book so much I am just going to keep talking about it until Mo reads it. I know. Because I need Mo to read it. When we talk about this next week, it's on my 2021 list. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, I'll, I'll make it a priority to get to it very quickly. So, Fantastic world building. Uh, there was a romance that I absolutely loved in it. And um, it was African-inspired culture for the most part. But she brought in a lot of different cultures from around the world. It was just so cool. I loved it so much. All Systems Red and Artificial Condition by Martha Wells, which are the first two of the Murderbot Diaries. I love Murderbot. You guys should go listen to that episode. Murderbot is the best. And then Of Needles and Haystacks and Of Horse and Rider, both by Anne Elizabeth Fryer. These are Christian historical fiction. Mm. Wonderful. I love the sweet romance. I love the family drama. They were books that they were kind of feel good books and just like, yes, I loved everything about them. They were so well written. They're so easy to get through. Mm. I love her stuff. I can't read, wait to read that short story of hers too. <laughs> yes, I need to go pick it up. <laughs> and then The Fires of Vengeance by Evan Winter. This is the second book of the Burning series. I cannot wait for the third one to come out this next year. I absolutely love this series so much. I borrowed it from my library to read it, and then I bought my own copies. (laughs) That is how much I love these books. That's how you know it's a good book. Oh, that's exactly how you know it's a great book. Because you're just like, I literally love it so much, I just need to own a copy. And then this one was kind of out of left field for me. I just happened to see it as I was browsing through my library's app. It's called How Dare the Sunrise. And I am not going to try and pronounce this author's last name because I will butcher it. It is a beautiful last name. And we are not, I'm not good at phonetics. And Abby's better than I am. She can't figure it out. Yeah. I heard it pronounced and I heard it pronounced when I read this audiobook, but I am still not going to try and pronounce it because I will butcher it. But How Dare the Sunrise, it's an autobiography, basically tells the story of this girl growing up in Ecuador, I think, but the whole country being just uh, ravaged by war and not being safe, and watching some of her family members get murdered, immigrating to the U.S., and the culture shock, and having to learn English, and it's just like, her story was so compelling. It's just, oh, the the title of this one is what caught my interest, because How Dare the Sunrise is such a statement. It really just, like, that caught me. I'm like, okay, why are we challenging the sun? Tell me. Mm-hmm. and the way she wrote this book was just it was very compelling it was very real I teared up several times very very well done and I know it's a true story and that's one of the other reasons that I teared up well it's one of the reasons I don't read autobiographies very much I just it's too real 
but definitely a great book. Ambush or Adore by Gail Carriger. This is the third in the Delightfully Deadly novellas series that ties into the Finishing School series. And this one features Agatha. I loved it. It was so cute. Yeah. What what are they? Who? Okay. So there's three of them. Who do they all feature? Okay. So the first one features Presha, who is like one of the mean girls, I guess, in the Finishing School series. The second one features Dimity, who is Sophronia's best friend. And then this third one features Agatha, who was in the friend group. But they they have all blown me away, honestly. And, and Abby, and this is the special edition book I bought you, correct, for your birthday. That's coming in February, right? It has a, a compilation, compilation? No. A compilation? A, a compilation of all three of yes. these. Just so you guys know, I am the best friend who bought, she went, oh, I really want this. And I was like, oh, good. It's your birthday. And I'm like, I bought it. And she's like, what? I'm like, here, here's the shipping confirmation. Let me know when you get it. I am very excited because it's also signed by Gail Carriger. So I'm just like fangirling over here. I also read The Rosie Project by Graham Simpson. Simpson. That was absolutely wonderful. It was sweet. It was funny. And it was just like, it's a feel-good book. It is such a feel-good book. Mm -hmm. I read it at the same time I was reading Ninth House because Ninth House did not thrill me. Mm -hmm. That's a nice way of putting it. Okay. (laughs) And then I read, I loved Wild Sign by Patricia Briggs. Literally anything in the Mercy Thompson or Alpha and Omega series. I'm automatic five stars. I love it. They're wonderful man i did not check this list very well wow i'm like wait a second i'm like i'm like abby like didn't you just talk about fires of vengeance why is it on there again so okay so let it be known she loves spinning silver and fires of vengeance the most this year because you brought them down i did i put fires of vengeance on this list again too whoops (laughs) i love books you're so funny okay so Men at Arms by Terry Pratchett was, I love the guards so much. I can't wait to read the next one in this arc of the Discworld. It makes me so happy. Hmm. I know. Um, Is Men at Arms, that's part of City Watch, right? Is that before, did I read Men at Arms? I'm further than you. Are we both now on Feet of Clay? We're both now on Feet of Clay. We'll read that together next year. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and then the last one on my list, which is actually the last one on my list, uh, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This is one that was like super popular on social media. And I only got the audiobook from my library because I was like, eh, it sounds interesting. Let's see. It was fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, it was a fantastic read. It had so many twists and turns I was not expecting. Yeah. I was pretty blown away because my expectations were fairly low when I went into it. So, yeah. And then you're like, my expectations have grown. This was much better. I know. I was like, wow. (laughs) I guess the hype was for a reason. Cool. I I do love it when a book is hyped and it was worthy of the hype. Oh, me too. I hate when books are hyped and like they don't live up to the expectations that were hyped Mm -hmm. for them. But this one definitely 
lived up to those expectations. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I have that as a um, audiobook to read eventually. Mm-hmm. All right. So my least favorite books of the year. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick? I gave this two stars. It made me angry. Because, okay, at first, I was really enjoying myself. The world was incredible. I loved the setup for the plot line. The characters were interesting. It was great. And then, like, the last third of it just went psycho. I'm like, what's even going on anymore? I don't understand. Where is your logic? Who, why are they doing the things that they are doing? I don't understand. And then this end, the ending is so freaking abrupt and doesn't wrap anything up. And I'm like, that's it? <laughs> I was so angry about this book because I would lo- I was loving it so much until that point. Oh, just like psychedelic dreams and cheating and like, it just, just, why was nothing wrapped yeah. up? <gasps> there were no consequences for anything. Just, and then Abby exploded into a this confetti. I was so upset. And then where'd you go, Bernadette by Maria Semple? Again, this was one of those that I was having a blast with. I was loving it. And then the same thing happened. And I I hated the way it ended. Like I genuinely hated how they wrapped up the plot line that I hated. And I was so upset by it, I gave it two stars as well. The only reason it didn't get one star was because I had been enjoying it so much up until that point. But I'm still so angry about it, even almost a year later now. I need to watch the movie. You do. The the movie is so much better. I know. You keep saying that. And I'm just like, I know I need to, but I still feel so much rage. Like, I must unrage before I can. Yes, I'll get there eventually. Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. I gave three stars. I've decided that Neil Gaiman's writing style is just not for me. It doesn't pull me into the book. It doesn't. I like his concepts, but I don't like his execution. And so that just doesn't work when you're reading a book. I think he's very creative. I'm glad so many people like him, but I don't think his writing is for me. Mm-hmm. I just I can't get into it. The only book of his that I've read and actually liked was Stardust. And I don't think that really counts. Love Stardust. I don't know. It counts. It's, it's such a whimsical, happy tale, you know? Yeah. But Neverwhere just did absolutely nothing for me. Also on this list, The Sleeper and the Spindle by Neil Gaiman. I gave four star to four stars to it only because I didn't know how to rate it. It was such a weird book, guys. I cannot express to you how weird this book is. How like creepy and unsettling and just weird this book is. The only reason it got rated so high by me is because I had no idea how to rate it. I still don't know how to rate it. I gave it four stars because in my mind, four stars is a solid rating. And I'm like, I didn't hate it, but it's so weird. I don't know what to think of it, you know? Hmm. So so, Neil Gaiman's writing is just not for me. It's just not. And that's okay. Not every author is for every reader. And I have found one of my limits. So yeah. 
All right, the last one on my least favorite reads. Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. I gave it three stars. I like her writing style, but I do not like the subject matter of Ninth House. I don't like all of the dark themes. I don't like all of the brutal topics that are gone into. Uh, none of it did anything for me and I am not interested enough in any of the characters to read the following books. So I'll just have you spoil it for me, Mo. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, I did not enjoy myself reading that at all. The only reason I got through it is because I like Lee Bardugo's writing style. That is the only reason. But yeah, I give away that book already, by the way. Yeah, that's funny. I know. <laughs> well, because as I was unpacking all of my books, I was going through and going, I'll never read you again. I don't ever want to read you again. And just like making a pile of books that I didn't feel the need to keep for whatever reason. That one went hardcore onto that pile. <laughs> wow. So did Neverwhere. So yeah, that's me. All right. Well, guys, that is the first half of our episode. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I get to talk about all the things that you just heard Abby talk about. And I get to talk about it. So I'm so excited. All right. We'll talk to you in a minute, guys. Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler-free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai Fan Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back, guys. And this half is going to be Mo's breakdown of her year. So, Mo, let's start off with your favorite reads of the year. So, I wanted to, like, list, like, everything as my favorite read. I'm like, okay, calm down there. Which ones are standouts that you would read again? Man, so out of all the books that I read, let's go back to that. I read 57, and I tried not to list every single book possible that was, like, this is the best book ever. So, I got to, good, I only listed 20. Abby lists a 17. I did double up on some of my books too that I put. So going into this, um, and these are from when I read it in January to the very most recent book I read recent. That was also bad English, but that's all right. It's like, doesn't matter. It's Christmas break. So the first one was Midnight Library by Matt Haig. I had read another one of his books last year. Did not love it. It was called How to Stop Time. So I was kind of like, will this one be as good? Or not as good. Will this one be like How to Stop Time? Which was okay. Wow. Okay, so I understand why this was a standout novel. It was super popular. So probably February, March. And I definitely read it in January. I grabbed it. Pretty sure I bought it. Devoured it. Absolutely loved it. Did you read Midnight Library, Abby? You did, right? I did. You didn't love it as much as I did. I did not. Nah, I know. It's fine. Hmm. There's actually a book that I was just thinking about that I didn't write on my list. And now I'm like, did I actually read that book? Yeah, I read that book. But how did it not get on my list? Because I also enjoyed that book as well. 
Hold, please, while I try to figure out if I read this one book or put it on my list. I know, I gotta go to the challenge section and open up view more. Did I not, like, put out of order Una on here? Oh, maybe I will have out of order Una. Una out of order. Right, we read that this year. Yeah, with the book club. Apparently, I didn't mark it. You didn't mark it. Yeah, I I love this book. I'm so confused. Um, they yeah, we read that like September, didn't we? Sure, sure, Mo. Second half of the year for sure. Oh well, awesome. That means, guys, I've actually read 58 books this year so far. Yay! Good, bad. Okay, yeah. Anyway, so Midnight Library reminds me a lot of Out of Or Una. I really like how the main character went back and lived different portions of her life. And apparently that's a theme I highly enjoy. I also enjoy that as that light aspect of magical realism, which I realized I have three books, four books on my list that really touched on that kind of topic. The next one I really liked was A Beautifully Foolish, Foolish Endeavor by Hank Green. So this was the second book. Uh, the Carl duology. This is like not magical realism, but sci-fi realism. Um, very similar concept. Guys, these books are a ride. Like I hated April in book one. By book two, I'm like, I love you, April. Let's go, girl. Let's get this done. Can't remember the name of the first book. The the names they pick Hank picked for the books are crazy. They are nothing like his brother's book. So like looking for Alaska. Did you you DNF that one, right, Abby? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hank Green's books are nothing like his brother's. Like they are very much written for young adult, not young adults, written for um, new adults. So like 18, 20, 22. Okay. You should really pick up the first one this year. I might get to it this year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the audiobook. Of course, I put Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik. Obviously, Abby gushed about it. Obviously, I loved it. I also, man. This title kills me every time, but it's Erotic Stories for Pujami Widows. That was a beautiful novel. I can't remember the author's name. Sorry, guys. But it's just about old generation meets new generation, especially when you are from a family that is immigrating from your home country into a new country and how the cultures meld together. Mm -hmm. Mm, I loved it. It was just a really good story. Plus, it had, was there a murder in that story? No, there was a fire, at least. That was kind of fun. There's a slight mystery behind it as well. Of course, of course, Abby <laughs> mentioned Patricia Briggs. Wild Sign, which is the sixth book in Alpha Omega series. Amazing. Absolutely loved it. It has Cthulhu mythos in it. <laughs> I love Cthulhu mythos stuff. <laughs> um, it was a little creepy in the sense of um, it felt very tentacle hentai japanese at one point where I was like, oh, oh. What are we reading? What is it? It didn't get that deep into, so it was okay. But I definitely had a moment where I was like, I don't know if I can read this. If this is where we're going, I can't go there. But we didn't go there, so it was fine. Is this going to go into territory that we are not comfortable with? Right? Yeah. It was not good for a second. For just for like a hot second. We're like one paragraph. I was like, what is this? What is this nonsense? Fires of Vengeance by Evan Winter. 
beautiful novel, amazing. I did the audiobook. So I did the ebook for the first book. And for the second one, I got the audiobook. Intense, violent, deep, political, all the things that I love in a book. Mm-hmm. The next two, not next two. So I thought you read House on the Australian Sea by TJ Klum, didn't you? Yeah, I love that book so much, man. Again, also slight magical realism, more magical fantasy-ish than magical realism because I feel like magical realism has to also be able to interject into today's society versus I don't think House Cerulean Sea really does, but it kind of does. But it's, it's not truly super magical. Mm-hmm. But I loved the romance. I loved the characters. I loved the whimsical story. I love how the social worker just, oh man, I love that main character. Like at first I was like, what am I reading? This is weird. Okay. I like it. Okay. No, I, I really like this. Oh, no, we love it. We're done. We're in, we're in forever. I enjoyed it, but it didn't make my, like, I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. So that's why I didn't make my list, but I loved those opening chapters. I love when you start with a character who's got this life that is so mundane and so boring that you're like, something is about to happen to them because their life is too mundane and boring. Mm-hmm. Well, and my um, friend who read it, who reckon, recommended it to me, she's a social worker by trade. And she's like, this was not the kind of social work book I was expecting, but it really, even though it involved magical creatures, still evolved a lot of true social worker aspects with it, with um, orphanages, agencies, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Like, I loved how that author um, melded it together. Um, of course, of course, it's the Scalaman series, um, Deadly Education, Last Graduate. Those are standouts for sure. Like, guys, go read them. Just, just go. I don't care. Just go read them. Um, the Murderbot Diaries. Um, I read books one and two by Martha Wells. I think, Abby, you might have read more than me at this point. No, I've only read the first two. Okay, good. I I need to read the next ones. I need to read them. Mm-hmm. Me too. I put The Inheritance Games on here by Jennifer Lynn Barnes, partially because I read it with Kim. And so by itself is not a favorite read, but... Because I have a memory attached to it of reading it with a friend, it brings it up higher. And I liked reading it with her because we were able to gush about it together. Uh, and I was like, did you just read the chapter? Where are you? Do you know what's going on right now? Holy crap, what's going on? So, like, it's like watching, like, a TV show, only you got to do it as a book. So, that's how that made that list. I mm-hmm. loved Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. That is definitely on uh, my favorite books of the year. Holy crap. I love the Yale Secret Societies. I love the magic. Apparently, I am desensitized to the violent stuff that Abby was like, oh, this is awful, Mo. Why are you reading this? And I'm like, I love it. I love it all. She's like, did you not read this too? And I'm like, I read it. She's like, well, the- and I was like, I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know. Don't ask, okay? And of course... The two books by um, Anne Elizabeth Fryer of Needles Haystacks and of Horse and Rider. Wow. Like, i not a super-duper sit-down-and-read-a-book-in-one-setting kind of a person. I killed those books in, like, two days each. Like, half one day, half the next day. They were 
like Abby said, wonderful historical Christian romance novels, exactly the way I like to read historical romance. Great characterization, great settings, great stories. Totally here for it. Okay, guys. Forged by Benedict Jacka. Book 11 in the Alex Ferris series. I just got book 12 on my phone. I might read it this year. Might read it next year. We'll find out. I have eight days to devour books, and my vacation starts tomorrow. We will see how many books I get to. Holy crap. The way the series has changed from book one to book 11 has been awesome. And I am both excited and dreading and eager, but not to read Risen, which is the final 12th book in the series. It will be intense. So the next two. So I definitely think my theme next year is going to be a lot of sci-fi because I read The Last Emperor by John Scalzi, which, of course, is narrated by Will Wheaton. Oh, my goodness gracious. The end of that book, I was like, what just happened? You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> How dare you do that to the characters? And I swear to God, if there's not a sequel or uh, I don't know, it's a trilogy. I, I need I need another book. I need to know the conclusions for some of the characters. Oh, it's bad. Like, I know it's left open ended, so maybe there'll be more. But it was marketed as a trilogy. So I'm like, do I get a short story? Do I get an anthropology? Do I get a new series? Hurry up and give it to You're me. You're giving me something. And that is the only answer that I will accept. <laughs> right. Well, and then I jumped from that to um, Heaven's River by Dennis E. Taylor, which is part of the Babaverse series, which is, this is book four. This one is significantly longer than all of the other books as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Dennis decided to put books four and five together into this fourth novel so technically this is supposed to be two books but he was like here just have both at once enjoy bye guys oh wow <laughs> um it is a ridiculous ride because this is not the final book um i don't know what the when the next book is but there's the bobs are up to mayhem and it's no good hmm. and i need to read more of it but i can't because it's not out yet so i can't do anything about that Anyway, I love space operas. I mean, Heaven's River is all about a artificial intelligence who was modeled off of a human person thing. Human. Yeah. And then replicate himself. And now he's all over the universe. And he has to save humanity. It's great. I love the ethical dilemmas of it. And I love all the sci-fi references that are also in it. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Nearing the end. So I read something from Nice Side by Simon R. Green. I've read... Several of Simon R. Green books, and I was quite certain I had read this book before. Apparently, I've just listened to my husband talk about the Nice Side series enough that I thought I had read the book. Really? So, I, yeah, I think next year I'm going to read. I'm going to try to read the rest of the series. I think Nate and I are going to try to read it together. So I think Nate's read it all. But he's reading The Man with the Golden Torque, which is part of the same universe by the same author, but a different series. Cool. Should be good. Let's see. Oh, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Swab. I don't know if I would ever reread that book again, but it was beautiful. It was a narrative about humanity and living a long life and finding love and losing love. I don't know. It just has so many layers of it. I understand why it's so popular. It is definitely a masterpiece of a novel. You don't think so? You read this one. I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I personally would call it a masterpiece. 
I don't know. It was deep. Like there was a lot going on for there. The I mean, we can't talk too much about it. But it was one of those where when people ask me, "Oh, what's one of the best books you read this year?" I I do think of the Invisible Life Isla Rue first. Just I don't know. Like it 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 left something on me. But I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. Out of Order Una by Margaret Mattimore. I also really liked it because it felt a lot like Midnight Library. Like I liked those two equally together. I don't know. I just something about that magical realism hop. And just like I said, The Visible Life of Ella Rue is also kind of a magical realism book too. But yeah, I don't know. So like the next, those two, I love magical realism. I decided that's like one of my favorite subgenres of fiction because Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe by Heather Weber also is Magical Realism. And that was a fantastic novel. Absolutely adored that one. Too bad you haven't read it yet. I know that you and Elizabeth are behind on reading it. Sorry that we read it so fast. Okay. I am in between libraries right now. Okay. It's making my life very difficult. I know. I know. But your library should still honor your card. They shouldn't know where you are right now, right? They do, but I'm trying not to borrow from them since I'm not technically in their area anymore but I'm also like well because I don't want to borrow from them and then like forget to return books to them just because I switched libraries you oh know? okay because yeah I forgot because you actually are borrowing physical copies I'm like just go borrow the ebook it doesn't matter but you're not an ebook I don't want to borrow the ebook I'll never read it um I did the audiobook the audiobook was great just so yeah, you know I ordered I actually ordered the physical book and it should be here this coming Tuesday-ish. Oh, if you don't love it, I'll take a cop. I'll take your copy. Yeah, that was kind of like, from your review of it, I'm like, whimsical is a word that will catch my attention for a book. I'm like, whimsical, is it indeed? I might it, want a copy of this then. <laughs> listen, it's kind of like, what did I equate it to? Give me a second. Oh God, it was like, have you ever watched Heart of Dixie? I have not. Okay, so I'm not like super into chick flicks, right? Mm -hmm. Or chick movie, chick whatever you want to call it. I love Heart of Dixie. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. It's Southern. They're sassy. It's like, it's one of those chick shows that I'm like guilty of actually really liking. (laughs) And this book was like, that meets everything I wanted Practical Magic to be. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, I'll take your copy of your book because I liked it a lot. All right. So my standout novel I saved for last is A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Hawkness and the sequel to that Shadow of the Night. I'm currently reading The Book of Life. I'm halfway through and I'm trying to, I got 300 more pages to go for the author to wrap up this series. And I freaking love this series. I cannot wait to finish it. So I can watch the TV show. And it's my favorite book I've read this year, uh, Discovery of Witches, which was not on my TBR list at all. I'm glad you liked it so much. I would say Discovery of Witches, then probably Forge, then The Last Emperor, then Heaven's River. Those guys go right right back. Like Last Emperor and Heaven's River, like they're tied for third, really. Then All Systems Red. No, shoot. Maybe Discovery of Witches and then A Deadly Education. I don't know. You're trying harder than me. I'm just like, I liked all of these. <laughs> I don't know. But Discovery of Witches, I would say, if anything, guys, you come out of this episode, that's the book I recommend you read this year if you have not already, which apparently most people have. Whatever. I'm behind the curve. Shut up, guys. <laughs> so my least favorite books for sure. 
Obviously, I'm going to repeat a few that Abby said. Neverwhere and Sleeper in a Spindle by Neil Gaiman. I don't know, guys. Like, glad that you like him. Okay. He is, he is not floating my boat at all. There is no boats to float. He's done. He gets no more pr- chances to float this boat. Okay? Yeah. Warped Assassin by Ian Colfer. Again, it was a it was like a two-star. I got to the end, it ended up being a four-star. And I was like, damn it. Why is it so good at the end of this book? Like, it's good enough. I want to read the next book. Oh, so it's a three-star. Whatever. Practical Magic. I didn't like the writing. I love the story. I love the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't love... I don't. I don't love the writing. I don't love the book. I don't want to read any more of it of the series. See, and I'm not interested in reading more of the series, but I enjoyed the book and I watched the movie. And comparing the two, I feel like you get a Howl's Moving Castle situation, where the book and the movie, like they're sort of the same. You can tell that one is based off the other, but at the same time, it's like these definitely aren't the same. <laughs> so. And for me, I like both Howl's Moving Castle, the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. So for Practical Magic, I was kind of in the same boat. Like, I really liked them both. They were both very different in my opinion, but I liked both stories. Which is perfect. I mean, which is all good. I guess it was, it was the writing. Yeah. The writing didn't do it for me in Practical Magic. Uh, just the way it was written. I don't know. It, maybe it was just a me thing. I don't know. I mean, that's fair. Well, guys, that is our 2021 wrap-up. You got our favorites and least favorites that we read this year. The books uh, we'd recommend that you probably shouldn't read this year, honestly. Even though Abby says you read Practical Magic, go for it. And I say you should read Ninth House, so go for it. Do whatever you want. Also, I still love Where'd You Go, Bernadette. Sorry, Abby, that you didn't love it. Um, Next week, when we come back, we're going to talk to you about the 2022 list that we made. And I will de-ambition myself for my 116 books I have on my TBR list for next year and bring it down. But I am going to raise my goal for next year to 60. Well, there you go. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye, guys. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use. Or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.